Peace, love, and life, family. Welcome to another installment of the 30 Talk. I am your host, Him Not Them. As always, gotta give a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. Those were the sounds of Tina Marie. It must be magic. I was um, doing some home renovations over the last couple of days and my folks was over here and we was just going through bodies of music. And when Tina Marie came on, it kind of reminded me of my childhood, you know? And so then I took a trip down memory lane. Greetings and salutations. Hopefully the family is doing well. We're gonna hop right into it. And when I was taking down when I was taking that trip down memory lane, it just let me I was relishing in the moments, right? <laughs> All the good, positive, productive moments of life and the reason why i bring that up is because we're embarking on a new year yet again and this time around hopefully we look back at the time we spent doing well you understand (laughs) there's i don't know media it's music it's relationships situationships that deter us or tend to deter us and so then when the new year comes we try to start fresh we try to start new and what I want to encourage the family to to start doing right now is gaining some momentum. Looking back on what we did this year in particular, because we can go back five years, we can go back 15 years, depending how old you are. Um, we can go back as many years as we want, but what's in front of us is what's immediate. And if we are, And if we are going to look back, let's use what we're looking back for useful. And that will um, lend, that will lead into our conversation later. So when I was going down my memory lane, as I was, you know, sitting here talking to my folks and, you know, calling my friends and having conversations about when we was 20 and when we was 17, those feelings, I want to have those moving forward. (laughs) Those same memories that I created, I want to use that energy to create new memories. You understand? And I encourage the family to try to find a way to incorporate that into their everyday movements. You know what I'm saying? Here at, 30, here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. We are here to help each other. And 2020 has shown us that even though we are socially distanced, socially distanced, we have ironically distanced ourselves, hopefully, from the things that we didn't need or want or deserved. You understand? Um, social distancing could have been a good thing, depending on who was looking at it or how we choose to look at it. The pandemic could be bad if we choose to look at it that way. The The outcomes varied. You know, everybody had various outcomes. But at the end of the day, if you came out, I don't want to say unscathed, <laughs> but if you came out on the other side still alive, shit, you got something to celebrate. You did what I'm saying. And that's, I think that's a victory or a win within itself, right? So I say all that to say if we are to look back at our work, and I'm using air quotes, younger years, right? If we are going to use the past, let's make sure that it's useful, right? That the thoughts and the ideas that we are having or running back to, right, are productive ones. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't overlook the negative because that should be a reminder, a reminder that we don't have to do that or repeat that. You understand? Sometimes when we, sometimes when, excuse me, because <laughs> I'm feeling myself getting amped up. Whew, feel like a pregame speech for before the football game. Just because we are reminded doesn't mean we have to repeat it. You understand? So if anything, 
if you take anything from this conversation, the prequel before the sequel, <laughs> is that let it be a reminder. We don't have to repeat it. So before we get into the meat and the potatoes of the conversation, there's a few things I want to discuss as far as trending topics, you know, the topics that I feel as though we should pay attention to or, you know, just be privy of. First, there's some unfortunate deaths in the melanated community in our um, Hollywood stardom. Definitely our early 90s. Well, when I was introduced to them, the early 90s stars, um, Tom Lester. Tom Lister, Tom, mm, Tom Tiny Lister, Debo, you know, um, he played in another in other various movies. But one thing people don't know is that he played the black president in Fifth Element. And that movie came out in 97. I never forget it. So before we had Obama as a black president, Debo, Tommy, mm, Tom Tiny Lester, Lister, excuse me if I'm butchering his name, um, he played the first black president in Fifth Element. I suggest the family check that movie out because that movie got subliminals in it out the wazoo. <laughs> and I don't even know why I wanted to say that. But um, yes, rest in peace, Debo. Rest in peace, Tiny Lester. Lister. I don't know why I keep saying Lester. E's and I's look the same to me. <laughs> um, also, somebody else passed. Natalie DeSalle Reed. She played in BAPS. Um, other various movies as well. So shout out to that queen. I don't know how either one of these gods and goddesses had passed, but I just want to shout them out because we've seen them, especially if you're in my age range in the 30s, obviously. Um, you've seen these faces more times than none. And then I seen another little meme picture. Um, Bernie Mac, um, Tiny, um, and Pops was all in the same picture. They had RIP and they was all in Friday. Friday was an instant classic, right? Like, that was... If that's not in your top five of movies, then I, I got to judge your list of movies. <laughs> Especially if you grew up in this time. And you are of a certain ilk. I'm not going to say just anybody, right? But if you know what you know, Friday is one of them. You understand? Um, moving on to other deaths, there was an execution the other day. Let me get this. Let me get this brother's name, excuse me, as I Google it. Um, yeah, somebody was executed the other day for a crime he did not commit. And it's so funny. Um, it's so funny when I'm trying to find something on my on my phone. It wants to act up. All right, so the individual that was executed after Supreme Court denied his bail request, I mean denied his request for delay, was Brandon Bernard. Right, and he was executed, and apparently for something I don't want to read the article. You guys can find this. Um, he was 40 years old, one of the five gang members convicted in a Texas killing, where somebody died in '99. Right. So the reason why I bring this up is because this is another telltale sign of two two Americas. Right, and. Going into 2020, I'm sorry, leaving 2020 and going into 21, we have to really look at what is on the table. All the cards were laid on the table in 2020. You understand? Some people either learned how to hold them or learned how to fold them. But all the cards was on the table. You understand? 
And because people still choose to be in denial or make it seem as if it isn't when it is, we have to leave that behind. And what I mean by leave that behind is realizing that we have to separate ourselves from that. We have to distance ourselves from that. And there's a list of names of individuals that I want to go down that actually killed somebody and that are still alive. James Holmes, Kyle Rittenhouse, Dylan Wolf, George Zimmerman, um, the St. Paul police officers of the George Floyd killing. All of these individuals killed someone. All of them. Some of them, multiple people. And they're still alive. So when we talk about the tale of two Americas, if we going into 21 and we just elected a new presidential official and these things are still happening under the old watch, do we really think something's going to change under the new watch? I'm just asking. Because these individuals killed multiple people and still alive. And this individual, a, a melanated individual at that, had, had, to, had to get put to death. I hate to say it, the execution. Shit crazy. Right before we leave, all this death. They say death coming threes. Debo, Natalie DeSalle, and Brandon, Brandon Bernard. You see what I'm saying? And like, we got to pay attention to these things. On the other side of this break, we're going to continue our conversation. Yes, family, that was John Legend, used to love you. As you can tell, we're going with the vocalists today. Individuals who got that range. Tina Marie had that range. I really do like John Legend's singing voice. Real soulful, you know, effortless. Um, John Legend, used to love you. Before we went into the break, we were talking about executions. And I was reading up on the individuals that have been executed. And just reading up on this whole information because I don't want to be misleading with the information. Um, Brandon Bernard, along with five other people, along with three other people to make it a group of five, um, killed, two killed two individuals in 1999. So I'm not here to say that, oh, he shouldn't be convicted for his crimes. I'm just saying that the same punishment should be across the board. While I was also reading... As soon as they executed him, there was another individual that died by the name of, I can't really pronounce his last name. It's like Alfred Burgos, Burgos, Alfred Burgos, however you say his last name. But he was executed because he tortured and murdered his two-year-old daughter. So again, these were, weren't the best individuals, let's be clear. But there are other heinous individuals who've done the same thing, if not worse, 
to have committed similar acts on similar grounds and some are living and two are not. And as I continue to read, because I said I didn't want to be misleading, there's like two other people who are on list to die before 2020 is over. So, man, listen, <laughs> man, listen, 2020 is a wild one. It's crazy. I can't really, I mean, I can explain it if I sat here and tried, but then I'll just be digging myself in a deeper hole <laughs> and we have an agenda for today. But yes, I didn't want to mislead the family. Those two individuals weren't the best people, but to be put to death, I don't know. And then I have one more thought about that because it makes me go down, trip down memory lane. Um, when I was in eighth grade, I was part of the speech and debate team. And this was, um, so what I'm aging myself. Think about where you were in 2001, right? So this is 2001. And um, the, big, the big debates or the big debatable topics at the time was abortion and death penalty. Like this was right after 9-11. So like 9-11, abortion and death penalty was like the topics of discussion. So I can't really remember what my stance was, but the team that I had, we was shocked, right? And we was um, we was for death penalty, even though I didn't really know what I, how I felt. I was just, you know, doing the assignment. So with the facts that we came up with death penalty, I do stand for it at that time. But when I look at it now, it's kind of like if they put one person to death for this crime, then everybody who commits that same crime gets put to death. That's just how I feel. We shouldn't be picky and choosy on who deserves what. If all crimes is heinous, then treat all crimes heinously. You understand? But, you know, it's just at the time when you're making these discussions, you're just trying to make a point. You're not really thinking about the humane part or the moral part and shit like that. Stuff that we should really consider going into 21, we should bring the soul back. You understand? We got we to gotta bring feeling back. We got to bring love back. Mm. We have to bring love back. We have to care, empathy, sympathy. You understand? All that shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is something. Quick rant, quick, mm, quick rumble of thoughts, I should say. And I just had to get it off. Um, moving along. I came across some information. And I was, you know, having discussions with my circle of winners, the individuals that I confide in, you know. And... Something along the lines, something along the lines was we were talking about somewhere along the lines. We were talking about how to use things. And I was like, damn, use versus design. That's just the first thing that came to my head. It's like, damn, because we was talking about what is useful, how we can use things and what are we using and what can we put down and pick up like this, the term use. So then I was thinking, what's the difference between use and design? That was just my initial thought and I didn't bring it up in the conversation because I didn't have enough information about it to bring it up so I just started doing my homework and the information that I'm getting ready to use tonight or today excuse me um, I got this from a design school um, artistic design product design um, whatever whatever type of art you produce you know and they were breaking down the difference between useful usable and used and I was like man the great divine speaks in science because I'm trying to figure out how to use <laughs> my words I feel as though this is my art this is my product excuse me how can I make this useful 
How can I make this usable? And explain it in a manner that somebody else can pick up this information and what? Use it for themselves. You get what I'm saying? So as I started researching this information, we, well, when I say we, I'm speaking for myself. We have to start realizing that there is a difference between useful, usable, and used. All right? Something that is useful allows an individual to accomplish a task or an objective. All right? So if something is useful, it helps you achieve something. This fork is useful because it helps me eat my food. I could eat with my hands, but it would be more useful for me to use this fork. You get what I'm saying? But just because something is useful for one person might not be useful for something else, for someone else. You get what I'm saying? Maybe somebody never had a fork before. They always had to use a spoon. So they had to make that spoon useful. It achieved a task. It, was, it, it helped me accomplish. It might not have been a fork, but I still ate my food. I still didn't have to use my hands. And so when we have these conversations, we have to realize that just because we're introducing topics, ideas, and practices to people, they might not necessarily use it in the same manner that we do, but it's still useful for them. You see what I'm saying? And we have to try to find the usefulness in every encounter and every encounter and experience that we have because maybe we'll pick up tools and gems along the way. Maybe we'll pick up more than one utensil so we don't have to just rely on one. We're making useful, we're making use of all the experiences that we have or had. You see what I'm saying? So when I think of useful, I want to I want us as a family to be sure of what we're using. Is it useful? And if it's not, just put it down. It might be a time when you might need it, but for the time being, just put it down. When we speak about something being usable, usable refers to the usability of the idea, product, or practice. Ideas, products, products, or practices that come across as useful might not be usable to all. Go back to my fork and spoon analogy, all right? It might, it might be useful for you, but I can't use that. I can't use that over here. And I guess, in a sense, that's where, you, that's where and when you surround yourself with individuals that have different mindsets from you. So then that way, it's more useful to have four different thoughts instead of having four of the same thoughts. Abundance is cool, but if all, if, if all of it is the same, I don't think it's that useful, in my humble opinion. Now, you can have one or two, but you should have a few of everything. You understand? Ideas and practices that may be both useful and usable can still not be used properly. All right. And that's just something I want us to think about. Just because you're using it and it's effective for you doesn't mean it's not detrimental to what's going on around you. And we have to sometimes step outside of ourselves when we're trying to solve the problems for, for us or for our family or for whatever situation we're in. Sometimes we automatically tap into survivor mode. So whatever we're using, we're going to make sure we use it up for us, not considering what's going on around us. Because once we're done achieving what we are, what we wanted for ourselves and we look up around us, there's nobody there. There's <laughs> nobody there to congratulate you or to patch your wounds because you just ran through without considering anybody else. On the other side of this break, we're going to close out. Trust in me.
Yes, family, that was Lauren Hill. Can't take my eyes off of you. Like I said, we keeping the R&B moving. A lot of soul, a lot of talent, a lot of meaningful music. Something that is available to us, we just have to go and find it. And I think that's by design. And we'll get to that in a second. Taking another trip down memory lane, I remember when Lauryn Hill won her Grammys off this album. I was in the fifth grade, so this was, again, I'm putting my age out there, so what? <laughs> 1999. I think it was like the 99, Grammy, the 99 Grammys, either the 98 or the 99 Grammys. And I was in the fifth grade. And this is when we still had to read the newspaper because in order for us to get our current events, we had to get it from magazines, excuse my phone, magazines or newspapers. And she was on the cover of the Washington Post with like her Grammys. I think it was like five or six of them. And I bring that up because the music that was resonating at that time sent off a different frequency. Now, was everybody picking up on it? Maybe not, but at least it resonated on mainstream media's airwaves. It, it gave light to the people, right? And when you give light to the people, you give them hope. And at that time, this is before 9-11, this is before Y2K, so we were still enjoying the fact that it was cool to be black. It was cool, you know what I'm saying, to still know how to rap and do art and do graffiti. Like, it was still a different time. And even though it was X amount of years ago, I still see that energy resonating now. You see what I'm saying? I think it can I think it can resurface, you know what I'm saying? I think it can rejuvenate us as a people. And in, in order for us to do that, we have to tap into the source of where we can find it. And Lauren Hill, yeah, man, she's probably definitely have to be at least in the top ten of all time hip hop artists. You know, if we had to lobby between Lauren Hill and Missy Elliott, that would be a good that would be a good little do off. They're two different artists, two different lanes, but their talent level is in the same realm. You know, and I love Missy. Just take one more trip down memory lane. Excuse me. I remember when Superfly first came out. This is when you had to watch the box, the videos on the little cable box, but you had to wait for somebody to order the video because you ain't had no money to order the video. So they'd be going through the pages and they'd be Bon Jovi and Sting and Puff Daddy. Um, and then Maya's John was Ghetto Superstar. That is what you are. And around that time, you feel what I'm saying? And um, when that Superfly came out, pff, come on, man. It was nothing like it. And that time period, again, where music was meaningful, where, where you could find reason in being. Today, you see how it is today. <laughs> we don't have to get too much into it. Because again, that's by design. So to close this out, I was, um, like I said, the conversation I was having with my circle of winners and we was talking about the difference. Well, I came to the conclusion in my head, I wanted to know the difference between something that is used, something how something is used, excuse me, and how something is designed. And so then in the middle part of the installment, we talked about the difference between useful, usable, and used. So then now we're just going to look at the term design, right? So by definition, well, not by definition, but based on how the term is used, design is a plan or specific action for construction of an object or system for the implementation of an activity or process, or the result of that plan in the form of a prototype or product. So let's, by the, the phrase we often hear is, 
oh, it's by design, you know, the system. I'll just use that. That's just the first <laughs> example that came to my mind. The system that we the system that we say is broken wasn't built to be <laughs> beneficial for the ones that it's oppressing. Just calling it what it is, because by design, it was it was put this way in order to have the results to have a prototype or to have a product. The prototype was the early forms of it. 94 crime bill, war on drugs, no child left behind, three strike rule. You know what I'm saying? By design, this is what it was designed to do. <laughs> How it was used was used against a certain demographic of people. You see what I'm saying? So then now when we think about what we want to do or what we want to project for ourselves in 2021, what are we looking at? The first thing we should do with any idea, with any product, with any ideal practice, the first thing we should ask ourselves is, how was it designed? Regardless if I use it or if somebody else uses it, because by design, this is what it's used for. Then you have to also ask yourself, what am I going to use it for personally or however I choose to use it in its capacity? So without sounding like I'm talking in circles, if we're using anything, we first have to realize what it was designed for in the first place. Then that will give us a better understanding of how to use that product, that idea or that practice. Because for me, moving forward in 21, I'm going to look at what it is before I decide to make that purchase. I need to see how it was designed. I need to see how it was made up. I need to see who designed it, what it was designed for. You understand? So then if I use it, who am I going to use it with? Is it a solo? You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just using my thinking brain right now. So I say all that to say, whatever ideas or practices that we adapt moving forward, look at how it's designed first before you decide how to use it. And that's all I got for us, good family. Um, as I look up to cue up <laughs> our last song, um, I hope the conversation sat well with us. Um, I hope we all had an opportunity to learn and grow from this conversation because I know I did. And it's always a pleasure to to have these opportunities with us. And um, I'm more than more than grateful. I'm more than happy. Um, I'm appreciative. And excuse me. And I'm your host, Him Not Them. If you really want to have this conversation with me, you got to talk to me 30. Peace.